0: Welcome to this space inspired by the exercise of the three good things, where you'll find content about personal development and the seats you may use for your personal growth. My name is Gray, and in this episode, Diana Paez, a Colombian filmmaker and content creator, tells us a bit about her experience in Australia and how she's supporting her community while doing what she loves, which resulted in being nominated in film festivals. At the end, she shares three things she's working on to pave her way to success. You're listening to Three Seats. Well, I want to take a moment to thank everyone for the support I've been receiving for this platform. I really thought that this transition from Spanish to English was going to be really messy and very weird but I'm so grateful for the support I've been receiving and when I started this podcast one year ago my main goal was to share inspiring stories and I'm sure that today's episode will inspire a lot of people so without any further comment I'm going to let my guest introduce herself thank you Diana for for being here today
1: Thank you, great, so much for having me here. Um, as I told you before, I think it's really inspiring that you have this podcast and, you know, just spreading love, inspiration, and it's an honor to be here. Um, I am Diana. I am a Colombian woman. I was actually born in Mexico, but I grew up in Colombia. I am a very curious person. I like to do a bit of many different things. Within those, right now, I am a filmmaker and a photographer. And i've been in australia for seven years
0: well i didn't know that you were born in mexico where, where I <laughs>
1: yeah in the, in the capital so my parents were living there for like two years and then i happened and then <laughs> they went back to colombia but they, they love mexico like my mom adores mexico i grew up like eating quesadillas for dinner you know so i really want to go back and reconnect because i haven't like consciously been there being a grown-up so
0: yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I didn't know this. Um, Tell me, what were you doing in Colombia? What brought you to Australia? I know it's not an easy journey to be here, especially in this time. So I want to know everything about what brought you here.
1: What brought me here? Well, I have two older brothers and they came to Australia when they were young as well. They came when they were 18, kind of. The first one came years ago when it was not that common to come to Australia to study to work Australia because as Latin Americans without working holiday visa we can also work while studying so that's a great plus because we can you know pay our things um, so they came and I knew they were in Australia it was really far it sounded like you know this other planet and their experiences were just really interesting to me. Like, I remember the first time Danny, my older brother, came back and he was telling all these things. I was like, wow, like, sounds cool. Cause you also kind of do, you make your money, you do your things, you have a bunch of different jobs and you can actually travel. Like it sounded interesting. Um, And I was never the kind of person that had like one specific dream when I, I want to study these. Um, So when I was like arriving to my last two years of school I was doing a film course at school, um, and I actually kind of always blame my teacher, his name is Mauro, because he's such a passionate individual, like I adore him. And it really got me into loving filmmaking and more than filmmaking film, because we analyzed a lot of movies and I was like, wow, it's such a great way of understanding human condition or not even understanding, just having more questions about humanity. And it was amazing. So I did that. And then I was like, okay, maybe when I graduate, I can also go to Australia. And I started researching and with things I did at school, I could apply for a scholarship at Deakin in Melbourne. Uh, And I applied and I remember I was working. So I graduated, I worked for a bit in a call center to make money because it's a, you know, I was bilingual by then. um, And then that's a great privilege for getting this kind of, jobs that are casual but get you good money so I was doing that and then I got the notification that I got accepted for the scholarship so that was it and then I came when I was 19 so yeah I kind of really wanted that experience of you know, being a grown up and having different jobs and having my money and exploring a bit.
0: (laughs) That's great. And when you were studying, were you also working in other stuff or were you just like focused on on the school?
1: Yeah. And I think that's something we most Latin Americans we or migrants share when we come with student visa. We really need to work a lot to be able to pay uh, because it was a partial scholarship. So to pay, you know, life, like rent, food, things, and to pay uh, part of the fee as well. Although my parents also helped me with part of the fee because the scholarship wasn't full. So I was working a lot. Um, And sometimes looking back, you're like, oh, I wish I worked a bit less because I could have get more involved into the industry earlier and have more connections. But at the end, that's the experience we have as migrants working freaking crazy, crazy hours like I remember opening a cafe like at seven, finishing at five, then going, taking my bicycle to start another restaurant at six, finishing at 11, sometimes coming back from uni late to, you know, to it was crazy, but I think it's all worth it. And it really gives you that. And I'm sure you've also experienced it. It kind of gives you a lot of soft skills, you know, interacting with people at the beginning is really scary. Although I had English, the accent was really different. Uh, But, you know, I think maybe because of the age, because I was 19, um, I was really excited about everything. So it was physically tiring. But when you you get your first cash in hand thing, you know, in the train, I was like, oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) good. Then you start kind of growing and understanding you could get better jobs, a bit better pay closer to home. But I did a lot of hospitality work while studying and even kind of all the year after studying because I enjoyed my job in the cafe, I was a barista. I thought it was, you know, it was good. Gave me enough money to pay my life and even travel a little bit. And I did a few of freelance jobs already because I kept telling people what I did, what I was studying. So I don't know, some photos in birthday parties, some short promo videos, even for like a, a customer in a cafe, I remember. But it was just every now and then. So it was not full on. And I kind of knew I wanted to really go to that but it was, it's always a bit scary. you like, you know, and, and you start comparing yourself with others. I compare myself to people at uni and I'm like, they don't need to work, you know, they've been doing all these free, you know, helping in short films. So getting more experience, I haven't been able to do that because I'm working too much. And then their locals, their accent, my accent, all these things that I was super conscious of. But then one day I just got injured on my back, like really, really bad. And I needed to stop hospitality 100%. And then it was like, okay, it's the universe is talking to me. So I started properly looking for those kind of other jobs that I really wanted online. So yeah, I got to start editing films in a wedding studio, then in another organization, which I'm still actually part of uh, that organization working casually with projects. and from there you start meeting people. you start seeing you know the industry is much bigger than what you think it is. And that industry thing of being part of the industry I also got a bit out of that because you can really create out of many things. and the audio visuals filmmaking photography is a medium that can be used for anything. And I also started finding that I was really interested in social things, like using the medium to communicate uh, connection, empathy, um, that and somehow when you put attention to something kind of life or the universe brings you more of that. So I started working with small social enterprises and organizations that wanted those kind of testimonial doco videos. So that's kind of how it all started.
0: Wow. I think it's it's hard for migrants to come here to come to go to any country, you know, and just what we we're talking a second ago that you really have to start all over again. Doesn't matter what you did in your country. It's like you start feeling bad because you see your, I don't know, colleagues or you see other students as well. And you're like, they have it so easy, <laughs> like I have to go home and I can't fully rest because I have to do all my assignments tonight because tomorrow I have a shift and if I don't show up for the shift even when sometimes I don't want to I have to because I need to pay my stay here and it's kind of like this thing that I feel like I'm pretty sure that most of the migrants from other cultures have it but I'm closer to latin culture of course and i feel like the latin community have this fire inside that you know what i don't care i'll clean i'll do i'll do anything but i want to stay here it. and i'll do it and it's out of passion it's out of drive it's out of like the past experience that you have in your country that you're like man this life is so good i want to stay here and i think what you're doing right now it's quite impressive just using something that you love to promote a cause that you love as well which is like bringing awareness to all these social things so why don't you tell me more about this this project that you have going on
1: (laughs) okay um yeah so about a year and a half ago probably nearly two years um Latin Stories which is an organization run by two Mexicans by the way uh, they do a lot of projects supported by the government with grants and stuff. Um, they had a, a project called Nuestras Voces. So the aim of the project is to hear stories from Latin American and Spanish migrants that came from the sixties to the eighties. As part of the project, they need to do a report, different workshops with the community. And they were thinking of doing a, a documentary. Um, we knew each other because I've done a few promotional videos for them before. And then we talked about it, and on like okay, let's do it. uh we talked about the bigger idea, how to be. And then I got on board with with them, so I was gonna make the documentary for them. Right now, that's a reality. um and it was a massive project, like an amazing journey for me, super life changing because not only the project itself, like professionally is really big, like it's um our twenty eight documentary, but it also involves you know, apart from the meaning of the stories involves the support from the Victorian government, the steering committee committee is like uh, for people that are very influential in the community, people that have done amazing things and that have been here for a really long time. So for me, as a newer migrant, um, it was a lot of learning, like knowing why all these people came to start with, you know, in those years, 60s and 80s, um learning the process the filmmaking process and the research process it was a lot of you know studying and learning from australian history how was australia back then how was australia for them back then because they did came with like humanitarian visas but at the same time the country was not friendly like they were just coming out of the assimilation policy and the white australia policy so it was really hard but just it was a massive project so it took me around A year and two months. Then COVID came. The initial idea was, of course, filming everyone in their homes. I had all these plans with lights and cameras, and I was getting people to help me out with the production. But then COVID happened, and because of the project and you know the grant, we needed to we needed to move on. So mainly the interviews were on Zoom, and that was like "Ah," for me it was it was a big pain because I was like visually I cannot really manage much with Zoom. But then it is what it is. And the editing process was extreme. Like I had like 60, 70 hours that I needed to put into that. And so many stories that you're like, how do I take out, you know, because you could easily do a documentary of each story, but then having all these Latin Americans that yes, we have a lot of things in common, but then each country has its particular things. How to tell that story together, like cohesion. Um, That was a big challenge, a lot of editing, a lot of, you know, stress a lot of and animal my boyfriend. So everything of the process, like some tears around, because I really wanted to honor these people. And I'm like, you know, I need to do it. And production-wise, it was a very, very solo journey. While I had Latin stories to support all the time, editing and filming and everything was just me. But it was amazing. And right now, uh, we already did the online premiere. Because of COVID, it needed to be online and more than 250 people attended. The comments were beautiful, like the people feel truly honored. I've received comments from people that are not even migrants that connected, you know, with a message of unity and empathy and just moving on and being resilient, which is at the end what what you want with telling these stories and what I want as a filmmaker putting this together. Not only you relate if you're like Salvadoranian or Colombian or Mexican, but if you see these people, how they went through everything and they still change the system, the new system they are now a part of. They didn't stay just as, okay, I'm a migrant, I'm an outsider, I do my thing, I thrive by myself, but they're like, how do I improve this place where I live and the community? And we have a premiere in January the 29th in person, which is super exciting just to have it on the big screen. Two cinemas, they're already sold out, but probably we will open new seats. We see what happens with restrictions, which is. Yeah, my change. And we just received two, like two acceptance for official festivals. One is the Toronto International Women Film Festival and the Latino Feedback Film Festival in Los Angeles. So I am like super excited. Like I still kind of can't believe it's all happening and that just other people that are not in Australia, that are not Latin Americans are going to see it. It's like just honoring these stories and get it out there to people. It's it's an honor and it was it has been, it is an amazing process Cause we, we're still in the process of that.
0: Wow, that's so amazing and it's really so inspiring because I feel like at the end it's just what you said, you know, just try to create some empathy around everything that's going on. Just like you don't need to be a migrant to try to understand who you have in your life or other people that are living in your country you know regardless of where they come from and that's amazing and it's also amazing that the government is supporting this kind of programs and I've heard that I don't know you you will tell me about it but I've heard that the government in Australia really supports all of these kind of things and I feel like I don't know about Colombia but I feel like in Mexico we don't have that much support for this kind of of projects that are more into arts and films. So I think that's a massive thing. They do, my reaction
1: was the same whenever I, I see, oh, it's, it's so good. Cause I think the government understands it's not just like an art project. It's like projects that could literally change quality of life and change the culture. And especially in Australia, that is such a young country. At the end, everyone is migrant, even the Scottish, the Irish, everyone. And it's so much more, you know, united than maybe other Anglo countries. But there's still a lot of division and racism and little things. So I think the government understands this kind of initiative just get people together and get people to want to be proactive in the country, which at the end benefits the country economically, culturally. But yeah, same in Colombia. I don't know much uh, to be honest, because I've been here, you know, I haven't worked in this in Colombia but there's so much like amazing stories and passionate people so much. And then the funds are not enough or corruption happens, or if there's funds, then who knows where the money goes. Uh, But hopefully it's growing. I know in Mexico, the industry is growing like crazy and hopefully it it keeps growing. And now that there are a lot of collaborations between countries like Europe and Latin America, then that, but it's, yeah, it's a blessing to kind of be in a country that, supports these kind of things because you need to look for it like they're not going to come like hey do you want to do this and take the money like you need to and I've learned a lot from that during these whole two years look for the opportunities always because that's the only way you find them but but really they are out there um they are yeah
0: the message that you're communicating is amazing through the documentary through your story through this episode everything I think it's it's great and it's really inspiring because it's more of like if you have this passion to show something and to bring awareness to something you can just do it through through what you feel passionate about you know it's on the same line so i think that's amazing and i also wanted to ask you because i saw that you had an interview in sbs and like because of the project and everything did you ever imagine that you were going to experience all of this? How, how has it been No,
1: not really. I think it just, yeah, like this podcast even, I don't know. No, I, I, as I told you before, I kind of never was the kid that was like, this is my specific dream and I want to be here. Uh, But then when I kind of stop a bit from what's happening and it's like, you know, it happens because you put love to the things and then it comes back in different ways, either economically or with connections or with things. And then, yes, the recognition and the exposition is, is always great because more people know about it. But at the end, it's more like that satisfaction that's happening and that's getting out there. Because many times during the process, you know, it's hard and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm working too much, like it's, it's full on. And even before this project, in many places that I started joining, like Melbourne Filmotheque, I've been volunteered there for like three years. Sometimes you put a lot of time free time because you want this thing to work because you believe in the cause but then from that if you really do it just to give like selflessly things happen and connections happen and what has got me here to say in a way is connections like I haven't to be honest like properly promote paid my portfolio out there like I do have a portfolio that I can send to people uh, but it's sort of word of mouth and people that work with me and trusted and that they recommend me to someone and that's just beautiful to see. Like, I believe that's how things happen. Like you give things with, you know, with care and with attention and with love and then it flows, it, it happens.
0: Oh, yeah. I so love you, that. That's
1: something you need to re- remind yourself when things are hard because things can get hard, especially in the kind of job that I do and I decide to do many times. I, I am the one that needs to put my schedules and my, you know, my times, my discipline because no one is looking at me did you do this today? Did you do it? Did you, did you, I don't know, finish this thing? Yes, I have deadlines with clients and things sometimes, but many times the working times come from what I said for myself. And if it's just me alone doing it, it's hard sometimes to keep track of it and be disciplined. So that's also a big like growth thing that that this kind of job and life brings me.
0: Yeah. Well, that's amazing. And I love what you just said about just doing things, uh, putting love in everything that you do, and it will just come back, and you're completely right, like, it's it gets hard sometimes, whatever you're doing, sometimes it gets hard, but if you have the passion, and if you want to keep bringing awareness to certain stuff, and you love what you're doing, like, that should be enough motivation for you to try to take it to the next level, and the next stage. Well, it's been wonderful, this conversation. I really appreciate it. Thank you for sharing. So, if you're okay with it, uh, would you like to share your three seats with us?
1: My three seats.
0: Many things, but
1: (laughs) I think something really important uh, for me, and I I think it's a good, I don't know, seat is keep asking yourself how you're feeling all the time. Um, Because that kind of brings you awareness of making choices, and that can be of a very big change you make, or even a daily interaction we have with someone or a daily interaction we have with your job, even if you don't like your job or something, how are you feeling enough when you do, if it's not quitting because I don't know, something is gonna come up from that, then how do you interact different with it to feel better? So I feel asking ourselves how we're feeling more often will bring us more, you know, inner wellness. Uh, The other one is stay curious because I think, it might sound a bit abstract, and people are like, oh, you know, cu- curiosity and creativity just is an arty thing, but not really. Like, staying curious is out of being more present and asking things to yourself, to others, or even if you're in the same house, you're every day looking at the same window, like, try to look at things in different ways. Because I found that curiosity many times bring interactions and opportunities that are great. Like, you can maybe meet someone, an opportunity comes out of that, or a relationship, or nothing comes out of that, but a good moment, and that's enough. So, staying curious. And the last one, all of them, I'm working on trying to work on them uh, full on is exploring on your own and, you know, give time for ourselves. Because many times it's very easy just to stay distracted, or many times we confuse exploring on our own just to be alone but then have all these inputs either Netflix or music or or you know just being a bit distracted but try to be quiet because that maybe can help us kind of question how are we what are we doing and where are we putting our attention and make decisions and I think they're all very related so yeah
0: (laughs) yeah I love it and they are all like pretty like closely related to what you have yeah. just told us like <laughs> what you are doing in your life and the projects and everything so I think well thank you so much Diana for today would you like to share your social media so that people can follow you and see what you're doing um
1: yep yeah. so my instagram is diana
0: d-i-a-n-a dot
1: Paes, l and I'm on linkedin as well as diana Pais. um and I would like to yeah to invite everyone to know a bit more about the project, Nuestras Voces. So we already have a premiere online. We will have one in person in the 29th of January in Sun Theater in Yarraville. So just stay tuned because we might open more seats. And even if you can't make it to that, we will later have it on in like different online platforms. So if you're interested in the story, it would be amazing to, you know, connect with you as well so you can yeah follow me on my on my socials or also go to latin stories australia because they do this project but they also do a lot of different wonderful projects so that's it thank you so much for having me here it's it's great talking to you again and i love this project that you're doing i think it's it's really worth it and as we said when you do things with love things keep coming so i know you're doing this with a lot of love and you know that's the important, the important thing and all the connections you're making. So thank you for inviting me to come here today.
0: No, oh, thank you so much for your words. And I'm going to share my Instagram handle. It's at Grecia Corvala, And I'll see you all in a next episode. Thank